0: Welcome back to The Flower and Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. My name is Maddie Seal, and today on the show we have Aubrey. Aubrey is a rising freshman who enjoys basketball, hanging out with her friends, and watching sci-fi movies. She also recently just moved across the country. Welcome to the show today, Aubrey. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad you were able to come. Yeah. And I would love to talk to you about basketball because you are a very big fan of basketball.
1: Yeah, huge fan.
0: <laughs> and how did you get into basketball? Because you do play basketball. Yes. Um, in second grade,
1: after school, my teacher, who's like one of my favorite teachers of all time, Mr. Malinic, would give us this thing called extra recess. So we would go out to the playground and just like play around for like 20, 30 minutes. And when that happened, I didn't know how to swing at the time, and all of my friends, but I was not able to swing. And Mr. Malik invited me to go play basketball with him one day, and then I just fell in love with the sport.
0: Wow, that's a really cool story. And do you have any, like, goals in basketball or anything? Like, do you hope to be on, like, a team or something? Well, right now I'm just trying to make it onto the freshman high school team because
1: – but I'm not even sure that I'm going to be able to go to the school this year and play. But if I can, I would love to be on that.
0: Do you have any like big like long term goals? Do you want to like turn this into something you do for life or?
1: I'm not really sure. I don't think that I could get into college on a on a athletic scholarship or anything. I'm kinda of short, but would love to if they gave me the opportunity.
0: And what do you enjoy so much about basketball? Um,
1: I like that it's a team game. I like that it's like non-contact because I like football and stuff. I do enjoy playing it, but i prefer not to get a brain injury over my sport or anything. And I don't know, it's just something that I grew up on and I really enjoy doing.
0: And I would love to talk to you a bit about school because you did move um, recently or you moved last year. So yes. I guess it's not really recently, um, but that was a really, really big move. How did that affect school?
1: Oh, you know, I was like really devastated when I found out I was moving here. and So I was stressed out the entire time. And then I moved to the school and I immediately met Angela before I even got to the school. And she was super nice and introduced me to all of her friends. And so... That aspect was really easy, like way easier than I ever thought it was going to be, because I didn't think I would have met anybody at the school, especially because it's such a small school. And then with the whole academic aspect, I wasn't doing too well in the first quarter, like I was keeping up, but it was way harder. I've never had to study before until I got to this school, because, well, everything came pretty easy to me at the old school, and so... When I got into the school and I started having to pick up where everybody else was already starting in seventh grade, especially with science and stuff, when you guys already had like sciences, and I just kind of seventh grade science where we didn't really do all that much. It was, it was hard, but I eventually got through it because I finished the school year with straight A's.
0: Yeah, that's a really big accomplishment. Thanks. And do you like school? Do you you enjoy school?
1: Well, obviously I prefer to online school and then that now, but, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. You know, I like, I, I prefer to be at school than to be at home most times because I've got great friends over there. And like I said, school used to come really easy to me. So it was kind of just like hanging out with people, but now it's a lot more work. but I still enjoy it. Yeah.
0: What do you enjoy about school? The friends aspect or the other aspects?
1: Maybe both. I used to really like gym class, but the gym classes here are kind of just running around the track, and I don't like to run at all. I guess that's another reason why I like basketball, it's so not too much running. And then, um, but you know, the classes were pretty cool. I really liked Mr. O'Hara, he was nice. And then the friends, I also said, cool. So I guess both aspects.
0: Have you ever felt like pressure? Have you ever felt any like pressure or stress about school? Definitely, especially when I came
1: here, because, well, everybody kind of complained about it being really hard, you know, all the time. They were like, oh, like, this school's so hard, I don't know why I have to do so much work, right? But then, even though everybody complained, they were still, like, doing really good. Like, people would complain about Ms. Dunagan's tests all the time, and then still get A's after um, after um we did the corrections. And then I would complain, and I would end up getting, like, a D before corrections, only, like, a C after and so it was just really hard for me to be able to adapt. And so I was feeling so much pressure because I felt like I was working as hard as everybody else, but everybody else was like thriving or at least doing okay. And I just, especially after coming off of such an easy life in sixth and seventh grade, when I got into eighth grade, I felt pressure to do the same that I was always doing. And it was way harder than I
0: thought it was going to be. Have you ever experienced any like peer? So, not really. You know, um,
1: I've always been pretty confident in who I am. And so I think that the main reason is because I haven't felt a lot of pushback at all in my life. So I've always been able to make friends really easily. And like, I've never really had to be the only one anywhere ever. And so I think that's why I often thrive in new situations is because, well, you know, I stress out a little bit before then, but I've never had to be all by myself for like multiple days in a row. Cause I don't know. I feel like people are just really accepting of me constantly, which is really, really lucky because not everybody gets to feel that. So not really peer pressure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and have you ever experienced any sort of like teasing? Um, probably at some point. But like I said, well, one,
1: I'm, as you know, I'm kind of an aggressive person. So the teasing probably mostly happens from me. But then I like to think that that's all in good fun with me. So I like to think that when other people do it, it's all in good fun with them.
0: Um, and where are you on your journey to self-discovery?
1: I like to think that I'm pretty much almost done, you know, because, well, like I said, I don't really, I never really had to face too many challenges when it came to figuring out what everybody was really accepting of, like, what I was going through and stuff. And so, I don't know. I like to think that I know who I am. And so far, nobody seemed to
0: want to try and change me. So, pretty good. How did you get there? Was there ever any doubt that you had? Well, you know... I grew up kind of being
1: the odd one out in my elementary school because, well, I, my brother was like my only friend for like multiple years, especially when I moved from Baltimore to Pennsylvania. Cause as a kid, you know, when you move, then you're like, well, well then I don't have any real friends. And so then you're not really making friends in like preschool. You kind of just know people. And so then I kind of just did all the stuff that my brother did. And then when I went into elementary school, I was just, you know, doing exactly what my brother was doing. So that made me kind of the, especially between the other girls because while they wanted to do certain stuff and I wanted to do other stuff and they wanted to dress a certain way and I went to dress another way. Lucky For me, the guys that I knew were really accepting of me. And then eventually the girls just came around. So I definitely went through some hard times with that, but
0: you know, like I said, everybody was cool about it eventually. Um, and what was the biggest challenge that you faced?
1: My dad passing away probably because when that happened, I kind of went into this spiral because I wasn't really sure what I was going to do or how I was going to be able to move on. But then I did. So, and I think it hit, I think, it, I think that stuff like that hits people a lot harder than it hit me. So I was really, really fortunate that I didn't turn into somebody that I didn't want to be. a lot of, you know, questioning that was going on in my mind. So.
0: And, um, I would love if you feel comfortable possibly talking about your dad. Sure. Yeah, of course.
1: Um, So my parents got divorced when I was around three or four. And so like they weren't always super close, but they decided that they were going to stay in the same area so that they could raise me and my brother. And then at one point I was maybe like 11 or 12. And then my dad decided that he was going to move away from Pennsylvania to Maryland, which is where I'm from and where he's also from. And so he moved away. And then about nine months later, he passed away of a heart attack. I was at my friend Mara's house. It was her birthday. And so her parents had to drive me home that night because my mom had to go to the hospital and I didn't find out. next Wow.
0: And that's a really big hit. Um, how did it like kind of in the moment affect you?
1: Well, It was a school night. My friend Mara had her birthday party on a Sunday. And so Monday, it was the next day and we had to, we still had to go to school. And so my brother stayed out of school for the next week. But I went to school that day because I really, I couldn't be in the house. I, everybody was so sad. And I was like, well, being around like people that listen to like sad music when they're sad, I never understood that. I was like, why listen to sad music just so you can be more sad. So I was like, okay. I need to go and be in an environment where everybody else is just being normal so I can deal with my sadness among them. And so when I went to school, I was speaking to people about it. They were so, so nice. So it was easier for me to go and be with people that were trying to help me through it than to be in a house where everybody else is also trying to work. through it. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I did in the moment. I was like, "Um, I think I want to go to school. And so my mom dropped me off. And so... I don't know so my brother I guess went the route of trying to work out stuff within himself and I just
0: I'm I was trying already to move on yeah. and do you struggle with any sort of anxiety um no my mom
1: has bad anxiety and I just I don't know I guess I get anxious about some stuff I worry a lot but um I like think I've never had an anxiety attack I don't really suffer from
0: and so your your mom has anxiety. I'd love how does that affect you?
1: Well, my mom and my brother are both kind of introverts. So um, when it comes to talking, when doing the time off, the grocery stores or something, because and that's how I am with a lot of people. When I'm in my friend group and my friends get their order wrong in a restaurant or something, I'm the one that always has to call the way over and be like, "Hey, their order was wrong because." They rather just avoid being together. Like, no, if you ordered something and you got it wrong, then it's their job. They want to help. Yeah. And so I guess that's just what I have to do. And so, but I don't mind. And so I guess that's what I think about is because my, my mom and my friend, they all worry and they mind. They don't want to have to like do, they don't want to do that kind of stuff.
0: And I don't mind. So I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And what advice would you have for someone who doesn't really struggle with anxiety? What advice do you have for someone that does?
1: Well, you know, um, so when you're anxious about something that's happening to you on the infliction of someone else, well then you just have to put yourself in their shoes and be like, how much do I really matter to them? I was really worried about something that had happened because I had lied to somebody years ago and I was worried that the lie was going to resurface. But then I was like, it, so much stuff has happened between now and then between that person. Cause we weren't even that close. I was like, do I really think that they care about me or anything that I've ever done to them? No. And so nothing happened. And it's because they're like, I don't, I, I was talking to them and I'm like, they're like, I don't really, I don't really remember that. And I was like, wow. So when you're, anxious about something, when you're really worried about something, you have to understand most times the other person literally could not care less because they're, they're living their own life, just like how you're living your life. And so I'm sure people have done things mean to you all the time because they do things that are mean to me all the time. And so then I don't think that I lie awake, not being able to sleep over them. I think that we all eventually get over them. And so it's not fair for you to think that you do something wrong to somebody, and that keeps them up for the next six years,
0: yeah, yeah, and it's you know just this idea of kind of getting out of your own head, like kind yeah. of put things into perspective. people aren't gonna remember every single little detail about what you do to them, um and often oftentimes it's just a mistake or a slip of words or just something like that, like just and even if it wasn't, exactly, um, you know we can change rapidly, like one little thing can happen, and like boom, everything's different, um so just. Getting out of your own head important. I was I was on my
1: I was on my phone like about a month ago, and so I saw that there was a text message in my unknown sender's box, and there was this person. They sent me this long paragraph apologizing to me. This is unknown sender, so it's just some random number. I think that they thought I had their number, and then it got deleted when I got my new phone. But I had no idea, and so they sent me this long paragraph about some instance that happened. They're like. Just want to apologize. It was like totally out of line for me to do that. And I sat there for like days, racking my brain. I'm like, who could have possibly sent me this? And to this day, I have no idea because clearly it did not affect me as much as it affected them. So I sent them a reply, tried to be as detailed as possible without giving away the fact that I had no idea who they were. I was like, oh, well, it's totally fine. I'm, I'm over it. And I hope that you're able to get I hope that I hope that your apology was able to help you overcome it too, because we're all good. And so whoever it was, even if I meet them again, and they bring it up, and then I remember and care because one, now they've apologized and two. If I'm not mad when I don't know, then I shouldn't be mad when I know then.
0: And I would love to talk about the influence that your friends and your family have on you. How do they kind of influence and support you? Well, you know, my family, we're pretty close. Like, I'm the families that keep, like, ton of, tons of
1: secrets from each other. But my mom has always said that she doesn't want to say anything until she knows that it's definitely going to happen. Because she doesn't want to get her hopes up or make us split um, me and my brother are pretty cool. We used to get into fights all the time, especially when we were younger. But I think that when my dad passed away, then we kind of put that behind us because we don't really get into arguments anymore. So, um, and then as far as my friends go, I've, I feel like I've changed a lot between Pennsylvania and Arizona because I definitely had a certain group of friends in Pennsylvania that had me act a certain way. And then I definitely have a group of friends here that have me act a certain other way. And I wouldn't necessarily call it changing my personality, but I feel like my personality is so broad that if I have to act a little bit less overdramatic when I'm here, instead of the way that I acted in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't exactly call that a change in personality. I think i call that adapting because it's a lot more mellow in Arizona than it was in Pennsylvania.
0: And what is the biggest influence in your life when it comes to how you see yourself?
1: Definitely yeah. my mom, because she's never been one shy away from the truth. So when things happen, she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to tell you, you're not, you're not acting the way that you need to be, and stuff like that." So I guess I always, I guess I grew up being corrected, and so then some kids grow up and they, their parents are just like good job, good job. And I didn't really get that as a kid. I guess not.
0: Yeah. So it kind of, she, um, she's helped and allowed you to kind of be able to take criticism. Definitely. Which is important because, you know, you see people where you give them a little bit of critique and they kind of flip out and they're like, how dare you? Yeah. It's like, I'm and just trying to down. help you. Like
1: I'm, And then just they're like, and then they somehow make it into a competition. Like, okay, well, can you do it? And I'm like, that is not the point at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like so, yeah. yeah it's kind of like a friendly little critique like hey this looks great but you know maybe you want to change this or that or this is a little out of place here like just little critiques I think can be helpful yeah and what kind of influences your dad had on you well whereas my mom was like pretty
1: hard on me as a kid my dad was the complete opposite and I think that that's what balanced me out because if you only, if you both your parents are super stern and like Strict, then I think you turn out a certain way. But if both your parents are super laid back and don't really care, then I think you definitely turn out a different way. And so then I think that my parents definitely balance it. Like my dad was always the one that bought us fast food, and my mom, well, she has to buy us fast food now that my dad's not here. But she would, she would be the one. She's like, no nope, vegetables. Like everything is going to be cooked at home. And so when it was really nice balance especially with them being divorced because then I went to one of this completely splurged candy and stuff I went to the other house and then it was kind of a much more structured thing
0: yeah and I think that you know everything's good in a bit of moderation I think we can have you know we can have candies and fast food and that kind of thing but we also need to remember to eat you know vegetables and stuff I think it's balance is always good we can never no one thing is ever like completely awful. Like kind of no one person's ever completely evil and no one, ever, no one person's ever completely like good. Um, it's, it's like a yin-yang situation. And I would love to talk about um, fictional characters and the part that they've oh. played in your life. This is going to be a long
1: conversation. Um, well, I've got my Funko go Pops from all my Marvel movies right there. Um, I was just watching the Avengers last night. I've got my Marvel poster. Um, my friend, Sam just forced me into watching Star Wars. He's been asking me to watch it for years. Sam is like my oldest friend. So I've known him since preschool and he's this huge Star Wars fan. And I was like, Sam, I don't care how bored I get. I'm not watching Star Wars. And so, you know, that, and so he finally got me to watch Star Wars and I actually like really, really liked it. So Harry Potter, Marvel, and Star Wars are definitely my top three biggest. And I think that that's why I'm a huge fan of sci-fi movies is because I just love all three franchises a lot.
0: Yeah. And what kind of, what kind of impact have they had on you? Well, you know, my dad first took me to see Iron
1: Man 2. And so, you know, with Marvel fans that are our age, um, you know, you can't really be a fan since the beginning because 2008, I was only two when the first Iron Man movie came out. So my dad took me to see Iron Man 2 in like 2009, 2010. I was like, what are we doing here? And then he took me to see Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I was like, I don't, why, why do we, I don't know what we're doing here once again. And so, but he would continuously take me to see them Marvel movies not all of them, but kind of just scattered around. My brother has never gotten into sci-fi. He doesn't like movies to begin with, but he doesn't like Marvel and he doesn't like Star Wars and he hates reading, so Harry Potter's out of the question. But um my dad was sobering us. And then in 2018, my friend Amber from Pennsylvania, she was like, Okay, we should do something. I'm like, what should we do? She's like, let's go to the movies and see Avengers Infinity War. And I'm like, who? because I'm like, I don't care about Marvel at all. And so she took me and I was immediately, I fell in love. I was like, this was such a good movie. So I went back and I I bought Black Panther and I watched that. And then I went and I watched all the movies and Disney Plus came out and I watched them all over again. And then I went to go see both Captain Marvel and Endgame with friends And so it was just, it became a huge part of my life. All of a sudden I was watching theories about everything and I was totally engrossed in the universe. And I was like super late because to become a fan during infinity war, that's gotta be like
0: really behind. Um, So what kinds of fictional characters did um, you look up to or inspired you? I wasn't allowed to watch
1: Disney movies as a kid because my mom. She said, no Disney princess movies in the house. So I didn't have any dolls to play with or anything. And I didn't really know any of the Disney princesses. I still haven't seen quite a few of the movies. Um, so I'm not actually sure. I saw Mulan when I was younger. And I think I really liked her. Because I think that, you know, I think it's a great discussion about misogyny and overcoming stereotypes and stuff. So that was really good. Um, yeah. I really liked Phineas and Ferb as a kid.
0: And what kind of, like, lessons, like, really helped kind of shape you, like, from these movies and from these characters? Well, you know, okay, so Black Panther was this really deep geopolitical drama, but because
1: it was a superhero movie, then I feel like the undertones kind of got overlooked. But basically, um, the main villain feels like Um, T'Challa is being selfish because there are black people that are like dying in poverty and he's keeping all of his wealth and all of his exclusion, well, all to himself. And so I think that 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 lesson was a lot because it's like, do we go out and help everybody or do we save our own skin? And so I thought that that was really, really, that wasn't exactly my childhood life lesson, but I thought that it was really, really a nice way to put it and understand it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I kind of want to circle back around because we didn't really answer this question, is what part have fictional characters played in your life? Like how have they just really kind of deeply influenced you? Um,
1: well, I'm really terrified of horror movies and I don't like period pieces. So there was a time where I just didn't watch any movies. And, so, and then there was also a period of time, especially this last summer, When I was all by myself. And so when there were times when I didn't really have too many friends, especially when I was younger, or when I first moved here, I was doing a lot of escaping into a different world. So I really didn't have to deal with, you know, school and other people and their agendas and stuff. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I can, I can really relate to that is like whenever I have a bad day or anything, I always just immediately escape into some sort of TV show or movie or just some other worldly, a book, anything. So I, I understand that just wanting to like escape. And it's such a nice escape because it's like this whole other world with its own issues and these amazingly developed characters. And what was like your favorite movies to like watch when you were in that state of mind? Well, Captain America Wonder Soldier is
1: my favorite movie ever. And, like I said, Mulan, great movie. Um, hmm. I was a huge fan of Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. And Phineas and Ferb Across the Second Dimension is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I tell people that and they laugh because they're like, really, the Phineas and Ferb movies are your favorite movies of all time? But Phineas and Ferb was a huge part of my childhood because It was the only TV show that my mom would let me watch. There was no Spongebob, no anything in the house. So, beneath it because it was educational, quote-unquote. But, I don't know. So, it's just a huge part of my life. So, when I get to watch the movie and go back to that nostalgic point in my life, then it makes me really happy. Um, Nowadays, when I'm feeling bad, I rewatch Attack of the Clones, Star Wars, because that's probably one of my favorites. And I think it shows um well Anakin and how he's getting enticed by the dark side but for the right reasons you know he loves somebody and he knows that that person is going to die and he's like I want to save them I need to be there for them and so it just ends up turning him into a terrible person who borderline kills her and then she dies and he's left all alone with nothing that he wanted in the first place
0: Yeah, Anakin's arc to becoming Darth Vader is so amazingly well done. Back to what we were talking about. Um, Aubrey, do you struggle with your self-image at all? I think I probably
1: used to, but, well, not as much anymore. I think that there are situations where I feel uncomfortable, where I have to kind of change myself so I can, well, you know, sometimes it's easier to just put certain aspects of self away rather than argue why they belong in the situation. So. Self-image, not really. I think that I'm really good at adapting to situations, so I've never really had to worry about what I look like because I can look like anything to anybody.
0: Yeah. And what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their self-image?
1: Um, don't change yourself for anybody, but maybe, maybe if you're like a really huge introvert and you just can't break out of your shell, at least attempt to like, you know, work really hard to try and motivate yourself to speak up and speak your mind because then people will gravitate towards you because they'll be like, Oh, this person really has something to say. And then if you're a huge extrovert and people are finding you off putting because of how open you are, maybe just calm down, find your people and then go back to being your extrovert self. I think that that's what it is, is that you just have to adapt for a little while. And then eventually you can't keep keep on a mask forever to so getting into somewhere, but to go back to your normal self.
0: Yeah. And kind of wrapping it up here is what advice would you give to someone who is still struggling to figure out who they are?
1: I would give them you're never the only person doing anything. There's 7 billion people in the world And so even if you think that you're all alone and you're all by yourself and nobody's looking out for you, there's somebody that is there and wants to be your friend. Nobody, There's never a point in time in the world where everybody's pushing you away. You may feel that way, but there's always somebody that wants to help, whether that's family or friends or a complete stranger that might not be your friend yet. But you just have to be open to other people helping you, if you shut yourself down, then people are still going to try and help, but people can only attempt so many times until they're like, well, I can't help you anymore. But if you just open yourself up and you try, eventually somebody's going to come around. And when you find that first friend, everything will be all right again. So struggling with your self-image, I think that you just have to be yourself and reach out to people and eventually somebody will reach out back
0: yeah yeah and it's also this idea of like no risk no magic you gotta gotta take a exactly. risk that you know someone at some point is going to accept you for who you are and you just got to kind of hold that hope exactly yeah and well that is all for today thank you so much for coming on the show aubrey it really means a lot to me um that you could yeah. take this time out of your day and thank you to everyone that's listening i hope you all enjoyed today's interview this is The Flower Encompass, a team's journey to self discovery. I am Maddie Seal, and we will be back for another interview soon. I hope you all have a magical day.